I'm gonna break my normal rule for homilies, which is you only make one point in a homily. Um, because all three of these readings are amazing and they all kind of point in different directions, but they're all gonna be short points, so don't worry. Right? We're gonna get out of here. All right, so for the first reading, it talks about um, being born into slavery and born into freedom and how Christ came specifically to make us free. I find that this is a really good paradigm for understanding oftentimes what's happening when we fall into any temptation. If you guys are here at a daily mass, you're like trying to do the Catholic thing, right? You're trying to live a life of virtue, but also we all sin. And so what's really going on? What's really going on is that the devil has created a kind of enslavement in which he says, you can't make it without this. If you don't do this, then this will happen. And it's awful and bad and you're, it's going to be terrible and you're never going to be able to live without it. But that's actually a big lie. It's a very short-sighted way of seeing things. Um, if you do give up that comfort, if you do stand firm against that temptation, are you going to go through some pain? Are you not going to have as much comfort? Yes, that is the case. However, Jesus Christ is enough. A full embracing of the faith will solve that problem. We just have to go all in, in the faith, and then the little temptations, the little fears that the devil places into our lives, lose their power. The devil no longer has dominion over us. Jesus Christ has set us free. And this is a little bit connected to the second point in the responsorial psalm. It talks about, praise you servants of the Lord, praise the name of the Lord, blessed be the name of the Lord, both now and forever. It's, it's this um, rejoicing and giving thanks to God. It's a focusing on the big things that God has done in the world. Oftentimes, also, when we're struggling against sin, it's, it's because we've become exceedingly attached to the, the little things. Oh no, what'll happen if I don't uh, have this material thing? What'll happen if I don't uh, keep this relation just how I want it? What'll happen if I can't control absolutely everything? That's the fears that we deal with when we're, when we're tempted to sin. But really, like, yeah, what will happen if you don't have that one material thing? What will happen if you don't have that one relationship just how you want it? What will happen? Nothing, right? The world's going to keep turning. You're going to keep living your life, and everything will be fine. We become extremely narrow-minded, and it's because of that very small vision that we fall into the sins that we don't want to fall into. And so keeping the focus on the big picture, on God, on his work, on the totality of reality, makes the temptations that the devil throws at us absolutely petty. Now the gospel. Completely disconnected third point, but still important. <clears throat> I find it very interesting that this gospel appears very often 
in daily mass readings. It doesn't come up very often on Sunday, but it does quite often at daily masses. And I think there's a lot of wisdom in making that happen, right? Generally, the people who come to daily mass are the kind of people that want to do the will of God, right? We all, like at least in principle, want to do God's will. And that's a good thing. It's, it's called piety. But there is a kind of twisted piety that can develop uh, that goes on seeking a sign, right? It's like, God, just tell me your will. Give me a sign that this is what you want. Or give me a sign that this is true. Or give me a sign of what I'm supposed to do. And Jesus has a very clear response. It's basically like, stop asking, right? It literally says, Jesus said to them, this generation is an evil sign. It seeks a, or is it an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. He's basically saying, look, I am the sign. What happened with Jonah? He was swallowed up in the belly of the whale for three days. It's a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ's cross and resurrection. The cross is the sign. The empty tomb is the sign. We don't need to go seeking other signs. Jesus Christ has already revealed the truth. And so if we want to know what God wants us to do with our lives, we don't go seeking signs. We go seeking virtue. We go seeking wisdom. We go seeking the truth. And God already gave us the tools to discern. And just like the prayer of Solomon, give me a discerning mind. Our intellect is the primary tool of discernment. We have to know what is true. We have to know Jesus Christ. What the virtuous man looks like. What truth itself is. And then the will of God becomes evident to us.